Harris. 
So, look, everyone now is saying that they're going with Najee. The guy that's right behind me at four is saying he's going Najee Harris. So, if you take Najee Harris or Dalvin Cook, I think you're good there. But another person who I think is going to possibly lead the league in rushing this year uh-huh. because that's what their offense is going to have to be. I like Nick Chubb. Oof. And Nick Nick Chubb last year in just 14 games ran for 1,259 yards and eight touchdowns. Dude, three three is too high to go Chubb, man. Because I feel like once – so this is what I see happening. Jacoby – they're going to trot out Jacoby Brissett, okay? Yeah. Uh, They they don't have Baker. Watson's going to be suspended. They're going to trot out Jacoby Brissett, okay? They're going to rely on Chubb, right, for the run game. At some point, they're going to start stacking the box. And then Kareem Hunt comes in. And Kareem Hunt, the passing back, uh, you know, he, there's little, you know, you, you run Jim Bob Cooter's like dink and dunk offense, right? And Kareem Hunt benefits more in that. Once the defense walks in on Chubb, Chubb will get his carries. He'll get his yardage too, I believe. But I think that once defenses will zone in on that, they'll, ha- they'll be bringing in other elements, you know, yeah. to try to make up that offense. And they have good players to do that, right? So, they actually have an Amari Cooper. They have, uh, you know, um, uh, David Njoku. They have uh, Kareem Hunt. So, uh, Darius Johnson is good, too, you know, and they signed him, you know. So, I, I think Ch- Chubb, for me, at three is a little too high, man. A little too high. Throwing that out there. Anyways, real quick before we move on to the next thing, before while we wait for Josh to join – you had asked about my team last year, my team that I thought was loaded at the beginning of the season. I made some shrewd trades, okay? And I mean, I, trades that you think are legit and probably are because the other person accepted, but the rest of the league believes that, you know, it was done fictitiously or whatever. Trades, all right, before we get into all that. Let me get it before we get into all that. First trade I made was Cordero Patterson and Deontay Johnson for Justin Jefferson. At the time I sold high on Cordero Patterson, he ended up still having a pretty Well, you can't justify that, right? You ripped him off, but it's okay. He accepted it. He accepted it. Deontay Johnson and Cordero Patterson? I still think it's a ripoff because Justin Jefferson is like top five, top maybe even top three receiver in the league at that time. Deontay Johnson, yeah, I mean, top three receiver in the league, but he ended up getting a player, Cordero Patterson, and finished. Okay, look, you're ju- again, you're justifying it where I, I'm telling you, you ripped him off, but he accepted it, so it's okay. In my books, we don't allow vetoes in our league. If the, if the other guy's an idiot to, enough to do it, he's an idiot enough to do it. It is what it is. Then the other trade I made was I dealt – to a team, right? Okay, so this team was this a, Let me ask you: the first trade you did was was that team a playoff team? Well, this was three weeks into the season. Three or four no, weeks. yeah, but that did that team end up going to the playoffs? Uh, let me, no, I don't know. Actually, hold on. Big. Risk. All right. Anyway, second trade. While you looking that up, what did you do on the second trade? Yeah, the team I made the trade with with uh with uh, for Justin Jefferson, they did make the playoffs. Okay. All right. So now the second. The second. So by the way, they were they were one, they were one and five. Or sorry, one and four when that trade was made. They finished the season six and eight. And made oh, l- listen. Let's call a spade a spade. You looked at the teams with the shit record with good players, and you went after that. Right? I did. I did. Yeah. The same thing. It's so, like I, I'm, I'm saying over and over. You don't have to justify value. Again, if the other person made that trade. You're 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 completely emancipated from whatever you did, you know. So then the next trade I made, the guy uh, was sitting at four, or I'm sorry, he was sitting at three and eight when I made this trade. Okay, it was one of the trades. He was wanting to try to make one last push because he wasn't eliminated from the playoffs. But anyways, he gave me he gave me Najee Harris, and I oh. gave him. Mike Williams and Michael Carter for Najee Harris. Yeah, you've ripped another guy off. Mike Williams ended up scoring. Uh, again, you're justifying, bro. Justifying, Rip man. off. Rip off. You ripped him off. It's okay. You say it's justifying. Hold on. We got Josh and Joe coming in. You say it's justifying, but if you look at the points, that's all that matters. 
and the points are even. Look, if 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 this, if this was any other year or not his rookie year or whatever the case is, right? Let's let's look at the benefit. You you are looking to bank out on a star player by giving up a second receiver. Yeah. So let's call it what it is. Again, spade is a spade, bro. You tried to rip him off. It worked. Just didn't work. The, it, the dice didn't roll in your favor. That's all. I, I don't want to talk about Louis, this Louis anymore. Louis fleeces people left and right. Dude, there's not fleecing people. So, so Josh, I, I think Louis fleecing people is cool. I have no problem with the fleecing people because the other person is an idiot enough to get dumb enough, to, right? Exactly. exactly. You're dumb, dumb enough, enough to make to that pay. trade. Sorry, you deserve what happens. Yep. Anyway. Louis, Louis got the touch of the gab or something, or he's paying these he's, uh, people. Hey, well, tell you by what, the way, there was me, another. Can we talk about the other trade deal. that was done, and where Ezekiel Elliott and Calvin Ridley, who was suspended or out for the rest of the season, was traded for Jamar Chase and Zach Moss. Who did that trade? That was that was Steve and Greenlee. And that is so fraudulent. I can't even no, tell you. Nobody bitched about that trade. They only bitch about my trade because Greenleaf was basically eliminated from the playoffs almost. But nobody cares about that. They only care about the trade that I made. Anyways, we got Josh. We got Joe here. We've been waiting on you. I've been wanting to do this segment now uh, as we, we got some fantasy football bullshit out of the way. So, here we go. Action Hero Hunger Games. Now, what I thought would be cool, but there was not enough time to put together for this, is, like, you know how they had, like, District 13 and District 12? We could think action heroes from each district that would go to the Hunger Games, but fuck that. There's not enough time. So, there's no superheroes allowed in this thing, and would it be fair? Now, Sam and I, when this show was first starting, we did a WWE-style Royal Rumble of action heroes. This is far different because, as you know, Royal Rumble is hand-to-hand top combat. Get your guy over the top rope. In Hunger Games, it's survival of the fittest. Who is going to survive? Who is going to be underhanded enough to win? I have my pick for action heroes. I'm curious what you guys think, who you guys think. If we threw action heroes from different movies, who would survive in the Hunger Games? Crickets, guys, really? Let's hear it. Come on, let's hear it. I was waiting for you to get ships to go. Come on, I'm the host. All right, so oh, fucking. So you 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 want me to say in. one? You can you can host my nuts in your mouth if you don't continue. <laughs> All right, <laughs> fucking guys, I swear to God. Anyway, All right, I, okay. I'll, I'll give you one. I'll give you one. Chris Pine. Okay. Playing uh, uh, in Star Trek. And then some of these Jack Ryan movies, I think he might survive with his smarts and his, his uh, capabilities to kill people. Not the actor, bro. Not the actor, bro. I'm talking take take Jack Reacher or take take Jean-Claude Van Damme's character, Frank Dutch from Bloodsport, the actual character from the action movies. Not the actor. Oh, ah, okay. Actor. I thought you were talking actor. So like, okay. All right, yo, so throw Rambo on that list, man. Dude, I think John Wick is murdering everybody. Yeah, I'm, I, I agree, but you need to th- – I mean, so it's a larger list, right? Well, of course it's a lot – but we're saying who's going to win. We're saying who's going to win now, the we, Hunger Games. If I have a pick well, – Right now, right now, so far, the only competition that's been served up with your answer is, is Rambo. I mean, who are you going to pick uh, Bruce Willis' character from the Die Hard? John McClane, maybe. John McClane? John McClane, throw him in there. Uh, who, Throwing Indiana okay. Jones for the hell of it, right? Are we yeah. are we just doing action uh, heroes, or did you say no superheroes? No superheroes. Yeah, no you can't have superpowers. You just have to, just yeah. an action hero. Yeah, just action hero. So like Wesley Snipes, Simon Phoenix from uh, from Demolition Man. But didn't he have superpowers? Like super what about what about uh like uh like a can no, I can no. I get a two for one? Can I get Mel Gibson and Danny Glover for like lethal weapon? You could you could you could even have Neo. They're a duo, right? So it works. You could have Neo from the Matrix if you wanted to. No, that's superpowers. That's that doesn't fine. work. Uh, fine. Yeah, you could fly and all kinds of other shit. Ben Bullets, no, bro, that doesn't count. Okay. Neo fine. doesn't count. Fine, fine, fine. What about what about the Rock character from the Rundown? No, man. 
But no. No, he would die. What? Seriously? John Wick would murder him. I think him, he bro. would die. Are you, I mean, he probably is going to die, but he, there's going to be people that die in this. This is the point of the game. All right? You guys are oh, I get that. killing me over here. Yo, you got to throw, you gotta throw on Clint Eastwood onto that list, too. Uh, which Clint Eastwood? Unforgiven? Unforgiven. The old Clint Eastwood's going to die. That's like throwing Gene Hatton. That's fine. It's, it's like throwing The Rock on the list, too, bro. I'm throwing him on the list, bro. Oh, Fastest God. guns in the West. All right. Jesus. Doc Holliday, if we're going to do... Uh, fastest Guns in the West. All right, Doc Holliday. Doc Gilmore, Doc Holliday. What about what about Django and Chain, bro? Jamie Foxx's character. <laughs> okay. All right, Django and Chain. Okay. What about uh, Will Smith uh, from the fucking Bad Boys? No. No. Fuck out of here. I, no. I am legend of Will Smith. Uh, in in light of recent events, I, I don't approve. <laughs> He might smack you, Louis. So he might be out. He doesn't know how to punch. He's right, what, does Luke Skywalker count with his lightsaber? No, bro. He's got no way. He's got the Force, which is a superpower. He's got the Force. What about Han Solo? He doesn't have the Force. Yeah, but he's got Chewie, so it's a duo as well. Okay. You guys are. You could throw Bubba Fett because he don't have any superpowers. <laughs> All right, but. Who's winning? All right, we've named some action heroes. Who's winning? Is, is, John Wick right now is taking the cake. My eyes. John Wick is a consensus favorite. Like I don't see anybody. I don't even see fucking Terminator beating him. Well, even Terminator, like again, like T two was was like it's a robot. Really. Eric Conner. Yeah, no, it's not human. It's not man on man. Like Rambo against John Wick would be like wild. Well, like yo, if Here's you want to take Arnold from like. Arnold from Predator, bro. Or Arnold you know? from Conan. What about Arnold from Conan? Or Arnold from Conan. You know, either way. What about Jason Momoa from Conan? I don't nope. think John Wick wins this. No, what? because I, I mean, I think John Wick is just... So who are you picking over John Wick? Stuff. He doesn't have the smarts. The hundred so, games, you got to have a little bit of the smarts, too. What? No, smart? man. Seriously? He speaks like he okay. speaks like seventy different languages. Yeah, bro, he's wild. This guy's wild. And uh, you you got to think of this from a standpoint of so you got John Wick. How does he get his weapons? How does he get stuff? Well, he goes into his basement, opens his case, pulls out his weapons, loads up before he goes somewhere. When he's there, hey, do I need to tell you the story about when John Wick walked into a bar and killed three people with a pencil? <laughs> I do. I do know that story, but. When you're comparing him to, because keep in mind, Hunger Games, you're out of jungle. So, and you got to make it to the weapon stash to get the weapon. So, if John Wick doesn't make it there, or Rambo gets a hold of him, I mean, Rambo has camo capability. Rambo can, uh, he definitely can use bows and arrows. Uh, he obviously can use a knife. Uh, you know, you're more in Rambo's element. Yeah, that's what, what I'm what about saying. Joker? What about Joker from Dark Knight? That's not a superhero, and he's fucking crazy. Yeah, I, I feel like Joker he, could no. survive very well in a game situation. I and feel, I think so too. I feel I like he's got the Joker, Joker would run run onto one of the bombs just to just to do it. <laughs> I think Joker falls into the the category of superheroes or supervillains, for that matter. No, he doesn't fall into the cat. He, what's Why the is he? Listen, man. He if he if he's got a crowd like a mob of like other gangsters that are that always got his back. He's Joker's. He he rolls through with a team. He's never. He's not always alone. I mean, fuck shit, man. You, a lot of these guys are part of teams. Uh, you could call them part of certain teams. Who? Still buying how, how, what team is John Wick part of, bro? What team is Rambo part of? Or or, or uh. By themselves. uh for people to get out of the fucking mafia uh, when he cashed in his fucking coin or whatever. Don't don't tell me he's not part of a team. I saw the second and third one. But listen, but listen, the the first the first one that started off his character, he had left that team. It was just him, single man. Right, single man. But he still had help. Still had help from the dude at the dude at the hotel. Yeah, he had to go to the hotel. Yeah. Still counts. 
still counts in my opinion. What, all right, what, I think are we forgetting anybody though? Is there is there something oh. that we're not do, doing justice to? There's absolutely someone that takes the cake above all because not I mean not only is this one of the greatest action heroes ever, but the, he is so infamous that the boogeyman actually checks under his bed for this guy. You got to have Chuck, Chuck Norris in there. You got to have Chuck Norris. <laughs> hey, uh, you know, okay, yeah, Chuck. You got to put Chuck Norris in there. You're right. Delta Force. Delta Force. Chuck Norris. Norris. Yeah. Delta Force. We forgot about somebody else too. We forgot about someone who who I think is a sleeper in this pick. Ethan Hunt from Mission Impossible. Ooh, Ooh that's cool. Or or we are forgetting Louis' Ooh. family member. Ethan Hunt. Yeah. He's, no, Jackie Chan. Oh, Jackie Chan. Jackie Chan. What? Rumble Who? in the Bronx, Josh? baby. Oh, Jet Jackie Lee. Chan. Jet yeah. Lee. Yeah. Or Jet Lee, too. Oh, Jet, Jet Lee from the Jet one. Yeah. yeah, the one. I mean, if you're going to do that, you might as well put uh, Bruce Lee on it. fucking movie. Bruce Lee, what about, what about, what about, uh, what's oh, yeah. his face, Chong Lee from Blood Sports? Hell yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that guy's a, a, a legend. He's a legend. He's a legend. He's a legend. He got beat by Frank Dukes. Frank Dukes cheated to win. Okay, so uh, you know what? There hasn't been a good movie, but once they make a John Barenthal Punisher, I believe he belongs on that list. But does he count as a superhero? Oh, yeah. No, but he's a single man with no superpowers. He's, again, he's got the gun thing. Yeah, he's, he's got the, the vehicle. So in that case, then Batman could be on this list. Technically, yeah. Damn it. And we can do that. Yeah, now we're too. expanding into superheroes, and it's a really – you might as well put, like, Green – I mean, uh, Green Arrow. He Green doesn't Arrow have any super, superpowers. No, Green Arrow. Green Arrow doesn't have any superpowers. Green, Green Arrow, Arrow does. If we're, if we're, if we're going to say no superheroes, but if you put – if you say, okay, they could be a hero, but they can't have superpowers, so they can't be, like, Superman, they can't be, like, Spider-Man, they can't be, like, Wolverine, then you throw in – you could throw in Iron Man Hawkeye? for all that matters because all he has is his suit that he created. Yeah. Okay. So I take that back. No, no heroes at all. I guess. Yeah. Bye, bye, Frank Castle. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, Frank. Hey, does Rick Grimes make the list? That guy, that motherfucker, survives everything. Dude, Rick Grimes ain't surviving. John McClane and Ethan. Yeah, Hunt. you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. His ass would be done hey. in a couple, in a couple seconds, man. Hey. Dennis Rodman was in an action movie with John Claude Van Damme. Just saying. And, yeah, he was. and Wesley Snipes. <laughs> let's, let's just go ahead and put Hulk Hogan in there, too, from Suburban Commando. <laughs> you might as well throw John Cena on that mix. Oh, the Marine? Yeah. Playing with fire, baby. Oh, well, I think we gotta put it on the poll. I'm gonna we're gonna put it on a poll. Who would win the action hero Hunger Games? And let's let's give them a, a four options. Let's say John Wick. Let's say Rambo. I'd say we we should throw Ethan Hunt on that mix. And then I I don't know who else who else are we putting on there. Well, I mean, if we're gonna do action Chuck- heroes, I mean, you're gonna you're gonna have to make the like what uh, Fly Stallone. You gotta have to put Chuck Norris in there, because everybody knows. Why, yeah, so why, Chuck no, Norris no, no, he's, he's going by he, no, Josh. It's he's going by movie it. character. He's going by movie character, right? right? So, so then you have then you have but, Colonel Braddock. That's Chuck Norris's missing an action uh, character, Braddock. And then you got Schwarzenegger and Predator. There you go. You got John Wick. You got Schwarzenegger and Predator. You got John uh, Chuck Rambo. Norris in that one, and John Rambo. I think Ethan Hunt beats Chuck Norris. I'm I think so too. I'm sorry. I I, I have to go with with that as well. Now we're and, talking. And these guys are in their prime, Chuck right? Is a fake, Chuck Norris is a fake karate guy, much like Steven Seagal. Chuck Norris. Hey, is, no, no, no. Chuck Norris is better no. than Steven Seagal. You got to give you got to give Norris a little yeah, bit yeah, more credit. Yeah, 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 yeah. Steven Seagal is like hey, the bottom of the barrel, bro. Wash, you need to wash your mouth out with soap right now. Okay, because let me explain something. All right. So, first of all, Chuck, oh, no. Chuck Norris was a veteran of one of the greatest 
branches there is, he was a United States Air Force military police officer. Okay. Second of all, uh, that, that sounds like a made-up title, and I feel like they gave it to him after they saw one of his movies. But that's besides the fact. No, he actually no, actually the Marines tried to take him once they saw some of his movies, but he actually is a United States Air Force veteran. Um, on top of that, he has won countless national like the same type that, that George W. Bushes, the same type of Air Force retired Air Force, you know, ex Air Force. George Bush is not, what? What? Are you talking, George, we talking about junior, junior in the Air Force? Or junior? junior. Junior was in the Air Force. Shit, I didn't know that. I mean, I'm getting, it's, it's all the same. I mean, yeah, but he didn't see any time. He just jerked off. Yeah, probably. <laughs> he was in the fucking Texas National Guard. <laughs> you know what? Fired is the producer. He was in, he was in the Air National producer. Guard. Don't put. No, no. Don't put the Air National Guard and the Air Force in the same fucking category. I don't think so. Joe, Joe is the new producer, and then his big job is just to call us out on our bullshit when we're wrong. Look, man, you have to understand, right now we need content, right? So I have to go off on tangents on purpose. <laughs> well, I'm, you All can right. go on tangents. Right, we're going to ever put Texas Air National Guard and the Air Force in the same damn category. They are not the same. <laughs> All right. We've got about 30 minutes left. We are going to move on. I'm going to put it up on the poll, though. Chuck Norris, fine. We'll pick it a five-person poll. Chuck Norris, uh, whatever from whatever his character is, you said. Ethan Hunt, uh, Predator, Schwarzenegger, John Wick, and Rambo. Who wins? We'll put it up on the poll where we'll reveal the results on Friday. All right. Moving on. We have the Player Haters Ball. This is a uh, thing that uh, is similar to the Chappelle show, except we're going to talk about athletes that we love to hate on. But before that, here's the intro to our new segment, the Athlete Player Haters Ball. An opportunity to hate on a diverse array of mock-ass mocks, trick-ass mocks, punk bitches and skip-scaps, skanks and scallywags, hoes, heifers, hee-haws, and hula hoops. All right. Uh, the first athlete that I love to hate on, I hate him, and I hate his big mouth. I hate his. I hate his face. Joey Porter, former linebacker for the Steelers. I I hated Joey Porter when he's playing. I hate him now. He cost the Bengals single-handedly the playoff game in 2015 when he went on the field when he shouldn't have been on the field because it was an offensive player that was down, and he started jawing. To Pac-Man and Vontez and got us an additional 15-yard penalty. Fuck Joey Porter. I hate Joey Porter. I hate his face. I hate, I hate the way he looks. I hate everything about him. Well, let's just stay with the Steelers fashion. What about Rapeless Burger? Ben Rapeless Burger. Hated everything about that man. What else? What, what, what did you little girls. Bathroom stalls. He raped little he girls. He always beat the Bengals. So, uh, you know, you know me personally. I also like to hate on LeBron James. I think LeBron James takes the easy way out. I think that LeBron James, as great as he is, he's a bit of a crybaby. He's you know LaFlop, as I like to refer to him as as well. I, LeBron James is an easy person for me to hate on. Kobe Bryant. I never liked Kobe Bryant. I know he's dead, but that's somebody I just never liked. Ever since since he caught that that possible rape case in Denver, completely turned me off on him. And then just just how arrogant he always was and the whole Shaq saga. Yeah, I was done with him after that. Fair enough. Sam? Did we lose Sam? Did he no, no, I'm here, I'm here. What was what was the, the, the topic of discussion again? I, I kind of broke off. Jar. Jar. Here. Here. Jar. I'll, uh, that's a yeah. fine. I'll throw whatever, one bro. in. That's a five, I'll that's throw a one in there that... Do whatever uh, the fuck you got to... I mean, sorry. Do whatever you have to do, bro. I really don't care at this point. So, what is it? 
what are we talking about? Unbelievable. As uh, you know, what so, Sam probably did is he probably stepped out the fucking toke on his J for a little bit. I'm actually toking as we speak. So what's the what the fuck is the difference? I mean, like, what are we talking about? I'm sorry, I didn't hear. The fucking the athletes, athletes, we, love athletes we love to hate on. Uh, oh damn! I'll throw okay. one out there, and uh, you know this guy. You know, the only reason I really have anything against him is I felt like for years he was dodging uh, Pacquiao. And then magically, uh, then he wants to do the fight with Floyd Mayweather Jr. Okay, fair enough. You know what? That's a good one. I agree with that. I love to hate that guy, bro. I hate him. I hate his guts. All right. Um, no, but uh, for, for, uh, for, my, for me, I, I would definitely throw, like, uh, I love to hate Westbrook, man. Russell Westbrook, he's an easy target. West Brick, man. West Brick, you don't like your. Uh, all right, okay, fair enough, fair enough. That's uh, that's. I would say that's. Uh, all right, all right. Well, that 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 didn't go over as as quickly or as well as I thought it would be, but uh, that's all right. Uh, <laughs> we are going to now. Shift gears, because uh, we're running out of time, and we still got quite a lot of stuff that I want to get to. But let's go with Josh's. Are you ready for this? Things that piss me off. Or Josh, are you, are you ready to to dole out some more, or is it all going to be retail stuff? No, uh, there there might be one retail, but this actually can do it for any any job. But I've got a top five list. All right, here we go. With your, with your favorite, with my favorite track to play, uh, here we go. Josh's things that piss me off. Old people driving. Why do they even have a fucking driver's license anymore? Construction. There should be an age cutoff, right, Josh? What's that? There should be an age cutoff, right, when you go to renew your license. Hey, you're 73 years old. You shouldn't be on the road. Or you should have to take the driver's test again. So That uh, might be, like, uh, detrimental to the instructor. Go ahead, John. They'd be scared. Uh, 75 just seems like it's never fucking done. Always construction. That shit pisses me (laughs) off. Uh, people being late for their shit. How hard is it oh. to fucking come in on time? That pisses me off. Because then I have to work more. Okay. Bonuses for new people that get hired onto companies. Why the fuck are we paying somebody $5,000 to, to start a job just for them to quit three months down the road? And the people that have been there forever get shit on them. That shit pisses me off. The last one, I love her, but I also hate her. But I really love her. The wife. Always bitching at me. <laughs> that shit pisses me off. Number one. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Good oh. God. Oh, God. Hey, wait, real quick, though. I, I want to I wanna bring this up because you brought up the wife thing, and then we'll, we'll go on to the next thing. So I, re- I, I was reading up Yahoo, and I knew that my wife was going to send this to me. I, I just knew that she was going to see it, and she's like, oh, yeah, this is definitely you. But there's someone, there was, like, some relationship counselor talking on, like, TikTok about, like, passive and active responsibility and, like, how women get so mad at men because women feel like they What is that? Loud tracking Jesus Christ. <laughs> All right. What was all that noise, man? Exactly. That was a fucking loud-ass noise. Did all you right, fall right. over? <laughs> the, whole, the, the thing is, uh, the, you know what? The, the, the thing's gone flat. So we've gone off the ra- rails here on all bases covered, so we're just going to move on. I'm not going to end up going back to that. Um, uh, Jesus, it sounded like someone was, was running a fucking piece of metal through a garbage compactor. Um where did that noise come from? That was me. I'm sorry. <laughs> Joe, are you di- disposing of, of, like, you know, dead bodies or something like that? <laughs> He's nah, I keep those in the backyard. Uh, all right. No, but, all right, you know, so, Lou, what were you saying about the 
unwritten rule or uh, responsibilities? Uh, you know, that's, that's okay. I'm, I'm going to skip, we're gonna skip and pass it now. We're going to, we're going to skip past that for ah. the time. <laughs> uh, we're moving all on. Right. So, uh, that's because right. he thought about it for a minute and he's like, oh shit, she's going to listen. And then I'm fine. No. <laughs> <laughs> Let's Let me rethink uh, this whole show. What happened, what happened on a Monday night, bro? Mike, what's going on? Dude, this I don't know. Show's wild today. We've gone off the rails today. This is the show has gone off the rails today. But all right, let's let's go into this. Uh, we got NFL power rankings coming up. Early power rankings. We will we'll probably do it again right before the season starts. Uh, but let's talk about this real quick. There's right now a rumor that the Lakers are possibly entertaining a trade that would send Anthony Davis and Russell Westbrook plus picks, plus them involving another team to send picks to get Durant and Kyrie Irving to the Lakers. What If Durant and LeBron James and Kyrie Irving all team up, they would probably be near the top for favorites to come out of the West. But what do you that does to the legacies of LeBron James and Kevin Durant should they team up in LA? See, I actually I actually do not see them as a favorite because who's going to play defense against them? They can't play defense. So you're going to have a team like Golden State is just going to pop them on threes all day long. You see, though, I, Durant can play defense. And he's gotten better defensively. And I think LeBron in the playoffs, when it matters, can play defense. And I think they could probably sign a few guys to add to that team should they decide to get rid of Westbrook's atrocious contract. Because if you look at it, think it really- so who are they? Who are they actually getting rid of? So they get. Can you go run through the list real quick one more time? They get rid of Anthony Davis and Russell Westbrook in exchange for Durant and Irving. But nobody else besides those two. Nobody else besides those two. And, and, in fact, Shit. that actually frees up some salary because Westbrook's contract is larger than Kyrie Irving's. And Durant and Anthony Davis are basically almost even. So, wow. I think to, the Lakers actually got a steal if they do that. I, I think so, too. But I, I, think, I, I think if Durant teams up with LeBron and they win a championship, I don't think it counts for either one of them. I mean, on the record, it'll still count, but, like, yeah, I agree with you. Like, from from a standpoint where this is, like, a true team-up of power yeah, to go ahead and win the championship, right? Right, yeah. I mean, to me, it wouldn't put LeBron any closer to Jordan. It would actually, to me, it would, no, I think it would take him further away, right? Yeah. It's, yeah, another, it's another ring that he can't count for. He's got, a, he's got a Mickey Mouse ring, and now he's got a team-up ring, right? Yeah. Minus two. So I, I just I think it destroys a bit of their legacy. I also think if if the Warriors swing a deal to bring Durant back, that also destroys his legacy even more. I I, I don't think the I don't think the Warriors will go ahead and give up any of their young talent now at this yeah. point because they see that they are still grooming their young talent and they're able to win with their their older stars. So if they can keep this core intact, which, uh, you know, they came out openly and they said that this particular, uh, you know, um, free agency period where they have to re- at some point they'll have to re-sign Draymond, they'll have to re-sign Clay, it'll cost them too much money. It's probably going to break them up at some point, right? Yeah. Agreed. They wouldn't mortgage their future to win now because they already did that I mean, yeah. without having to mortgage the future. They won now without having to mortgage the future. But they also had about two down years where they got top picks right. too. I mean, Steph was yeah. hurt. Steph was hurt. So was Draymond. So was Clay. So you, you, you. <laughs> they took advantage in rebuilding when they were yeah, hurt. They so instead exactly. of trading for another star, they, they, they plugged in Jordan Poole and like Andrew Wiggins and all these other people. They plugged them in. And, and it got, probably made them a better team all the way around. Right. Right. Okay. All right. Um, very good. All right. Let's do our NFL power rankings before we get on to the final 
final segment of our show. Let's do our NFL power rankings here. Top five, so we'll start five, go backwards. I'll go first here. Um, It's early. I know it's early. And there's a lot, you know, that can happen in the – there's a lot that can happen in the, you know, during training camp, uh, injuries, whatever, uh, preseason. But, all right, starting off at number five, I am going to go with the Kansas City Chiefs at number five. At number four. I was about to say the same thing. <laughs> at number four. I'm I don't agree. Go with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Number three, the Cincinnati Bengals. Number two, the L.A. Rams. And my number one team, the Buffalo Bills. All right, who's next? I I disagree with a couple of them. Okay, I'll go. I'll go if you want. All right, Sam, go. Go for it. All right, so at five, I have the Chargers. Okay. At four, I have the Chiefs. At three, I have the Rams. Okay. At two, I have the Bengals. Okay. At one, I have the Bills. All right, so you and I both agree with that. Yeah. Okay. All right, Josh. All right, right. number five, I've got the Kansas City Chiefs. Number four, I've got the Buffalo Bills. Wow. Number three, I've got the Tampa Bay Bucks. Number two, got my hometown Cincinnati Bengals. Okay. And number one. Got to go with the Super Bowl champ. They're still the team to beat. The Los Angeles you Rams. Basically have my thing, you basically have my same top five order on a few teams. Correct. Yeah, same top five. Yeah. I, I think the, the Bengals until, I mean, they're the AFC champs. So, guess we'll find out when uh, Buffalo comes. To yeah, I got them at two as well because I think they're going to see a, a monumental leap this year. Okay. Interesting. Why is that interesting? I don't know. That's just something I say when I'm not really paying attention. Okay. Well, anyways, <laughs> the, the reason why I think the Bengals, the reason why I think the Bengals will be better this year than last year is because now they've renewed the offensive line. They realize that they really need to protect Burrow. And I think Mixon is ready to, to resume, like, a heavy workload. And, again, they have amazing receivers. The only thing they got low on was tight end, I think. Um, but let's see. You know, season's long. Okay. You can have someone come up, you know, good on that. All- it's a good offense to come through on. It's a good offense. I mean, it's, it's – No, I mean, I, I 100% agree offense. with you, Sam, with the offensive line. Um, they, that's what they needed. They went out and fixed it. Um, the reason why I had Buffalo number four is it, that defense is suspect. I mean, look at look what Patrick Mahomes did. I mean, 13 seconds he took the, that team down and, and scored to and tie it. That's a, that, that does not happen. That cannot happen. You lost that game. So, until they can fix that, they're number four. So, one of the only reasons I have the Bengals at three – compared to maybe other, uh, maybe higher, is the Bengals' relative tough schedule this season. I think they have, like, the fifth hardest schedule in the league this year. When you're looking at other teams we have up there, um, the the Buccaneers are way down there as far as schedule toughness. Well, their their um, division is also trash, too, right? The Bucks' division is actual garbage. Yeah, the Bucks division is garbage, but also the Bills are like middle of the pack. They have like the 14th hardest schedule this season. Yeah, and, and they don't have a tough division either, really, if you think exactly. about it. Exactly. 
And then nope. um, one of the – what was uh, – you, know, you might see Miami. You might see Miami kind of take the push over the Patriots, I think, this year. I still believe the Jets going to be bottom of the barrel, as usual, AFC East, right? We're going to be bottom of the barrel. You, you're, we're going to have Patriots above us. And I think it's going to be a, a, a tight, tight uh, you know, run between Miami and, uh, and uh, Buffalo for, for the, uh, the crown for that division, right? But did they you, are uh, neck and neck. Too. Sam, did you see all the, the new bets going on right now? All the, all the what, bets are going uh, for the Jets to win the Super Bowl this year. Get the hell out of here. <laughs> is that your hot take, Josh? You know what? If it is, I can't wait. I can't no, wait no. if that's true. I'm not saying you that's going to happen. Right? I'm telling you, a lot of people are, are putting money on the Jets to win. That's because, right you know what? I there's a bunch of jackasses in New Jersey that are that are throwing away good money on a lost team. Exactly. Hey, we're not even playing. We're it. six and hey. hey, forget about it. We're we're fucking six and ten hey, at that. Hey, hey, hey. Six hey, and eleven. <laughs> There's two things I want to say real quick. Is the Jets over under projected win total is five is five point uh five. I'm taking the over on that. Because I think they're getting about seven wins. Now if you're asking me a team that nobody expects much from uh, like the Bengals were, to make a surprise run to, in the postseason and maybe make the Super Bowl. I'll tell you the team. I know there's been a lot of talk. I, this team has steadily improved. They play in a division that's very winnable. They are currently projected to win six games this year. But if I'm making a bet of who could get hot, the Detroit Lions. They got yeah, I actually believe that too, man. Truthfully, got, I, I do believe that. This is a I team do too, last year just by the way they struggled. played last year. Yeah, I mean, Go they were... No, but this year's going to be different. Game. This year's going to be different. I think, you know what? Dan Campbell actually took Miami to the cusp of, like, something relevant before he... And that was on an interim basis, right? Yeah. So... Mm-hmm. He's not a bad coach. He's really not. He gets his player. Everyone that plays for Dan Campbell says one thing. Do we want to play for him? And they Which want is to a good thing. For him. It's a good thing. It's a good thing, right? It is. Yeah. I think Swift is going to have a big jump this year, you know, for fantasy drafts. But then they got those receivers, the Monroe St. Brown. They went out and got DJ Chark. They drafted Jamison Williams. They yeah, got- wait till Jamison Williams comes back, bro. Then it's, then it's a problem. Yeah, and they got, and they He's got- a good receiver. And, and they got Pony Pony Sewell, and Derek Goff to to who's going to be coming into his own. Yeah, they need to change Jared Goff, right? Obviously, at some point, he's yeah. obvi- he's completely a stopgap, right, for them. He make the Super Bowl with the Rams. Yeah, I mean, yeah. that's kind of wild. He was a stopgap for Detroit. They they knew they were going to get him be, for a couple of years, I, and then. But if we're talking, yeah, but I, he's got enough talent around him that I I could believe that he could make a run this year if, if if things click. I mean, if you really look at that division, what are they besides the Vikings and the and the and the Packers? And you know, they're not as good as what they were. They're, they're, I mean, Josh thinks that they, everyone's going to be surprised at how Aaron Rodgers throws to his rookie receivers, but I mean, so it's the Vikings, really. Then I guess. Yeah, the Vikings, I guess. But, I mean, because the Bears are trash. The Bears, yeah, the Bears are complete trash, bottom-of-the-barrel trash. Like, I don't Not even fair. know who, who Justin Fields is going to throw the ball to. I, they're yeah, all I mean, betting they, their money on Darnell Mooney, which is such such a bad idea. Yeah. When, he gets, when he gets matched up with a number one corner, Darnell Mooney will look like a number two, which is what he really is. Yeah. So, I just want to point That's this out. That's pretty last year. Jared Goff Goff last year, he played in 14 games. He got hurt. He threw for 3,245 yards in those 14 games. He threw 19 touchdowns to eight interceptions. So not wow numbers, but if you look at it, Amon Ross St. Brown didn't really come alive until near the end of the season. They didn't really have a lot of other stuff there. DeAndre Swift was hurt. They still have Hawkinson, right? So, I mean. Still have Hawkinson. But in his last year in in – in the Rams, he threw for 3,952 yards, 20 touchdowns, 13 interceptions. 
2019, he threw for 22 touchdowns, 16 interceptions, 4,638 yards. But in his two best seasons, or 17 and 18 in L.A., in 2017, he threw for 3,800 yards, 28 touchdowns, 7 interceptions. And then the Super Bowl year, he threw for almost 4,700 yards, 32 touchdowns, and 12 interceptions. Last year, his average yards per attempt was 6.6, which was the lowest since his rookie year. But I think that this year he could go back up to near eight yards per attempt. I, I do think golf is going to be a bit of a sleeper this year. So we will see. I think he gets you, a lot You think of, he might have like a late Matt Ryan type of year? I, I could see it. He's going to be 28 this year. I could see him having – I'm not saying the dude's going to be all world, but could I see him throwing for about 4,000 yards and 28 touchdowns and maybe eight picks? Sure. I, I totally could, and I think you couple that with DeAndre Swift, and uh, they got Jamal Williams also in the backfield there. I, I think the Lions could be – do I think that they're going to make the Super Bowl? No, but if you're going to ask me a team that could be like the Bengals where nobody's picking them and and they have a projected low win total that surprises, then, yeah, I think the Lions could be that team. Interesting. Yeah. All right. So now we've got to a, we got Sam's video game corner coming up. Uh, during this segment, Sam will choose to either do uh, a throwback video game of the week, or maybe he'll preview a game uh, that's coming out, or maybe he'll even do a throwback system or talk about some games on an old system. But from what I'm understanding, today on Sam's video game corner, he's going to go old school video game. And so, Sam, take it away. All right. Uh, so, a lot of us here in the room, um, again, uh, assumptions, right? We all grew up, grew up in the 90s. So, uh, you know, we had access to your original Nintendo system, your Super NES, your Sega Genesis, so on and so forth. So, this week, uh, I've decided to pick, specifically, um, I've decided to pick uh, the Castlevania series, Castlevania Three. Dracula's Curse. So okay. Castlevania 3, Dracula's Curse, came out in 1990. It came out for the NES platform. And that particular game was a side-scrolling game that, uh, you know, they ended up kind of wanting to move in the direction where uh, you had some things going on, but you would, you would, it would take away your focus from the fact that it's so left, just left, right, up, down, almost, really. Right. You know, there's, you know, it's an 8-bit system, so you're looking at, you know, uh, very limited graphics from that point. But again, in 1990, when this game came out, and I and I can attest to the fact because I'm, I'm actually shocked because the game is actually worth about 70 bucks in today's day and age. Um, I I had the game, I purchased it, and my dad purchased it for me in 1990. I still have the game, um, and. I remember playing like hours and hours and hours of this game. So it kind of got me involved in the whole Castlevania uh, series, which turned out to go on to become PlayStation games, uh, PlayStation uh, 3, PlayStation 4 games. Uh, and it was a great series. You know, they made a, a Netflix special, a Netflix show out of it. Uh, and it was, what's interesting for those that are uh, watching the Netflix uh, show Castlevania, um, this particular game, Castlevania 3, Dracula's Curse, picks up exactly where the Netflix show um, decided to, you know, start. So it started with Trevor Belmont and that whole storyline, and, you know, it, it went forward. So I think it's a great game to kind of debut, debut with, right, as a, as a game. I don't know you, if you, any of you guys, uh, Josh, Joe, um, and Mike involved, like, were you guys ever – interested in like vampires and dracula of that sort when you know when you guys were in that in the 1990 1993 92 93 age 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 timeline uh i wasn't ever super into vampires, i actually never played like, it like i'm sorry someone said they never played it no, I, i've actually never played that but yeah okay. i mean i i love the whole vampire werewolf all that i i grew up watching all them scary horror movies, so definitely was interested in that, but I just never got into the game. Cool, cool. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm, before I even knew what it was really about, I was playing the game in 91, 92. So I was seven, eight years old playing the game. I had no clue what the hell Dracula was. After playing the game, I realized, who, you know, who Dracula was. And I started doing a little bit of my own research, you know, then Bram Stoker, Bram Stoker. And I started reading whatever else, right? But, um, you know, I think for me as a consumer, what kind of brought me to our, towards this game was the fact that, you know, there was the left-right scrolling action, which is, you know, limited in its aspect, but there was so much else going on from a graphics perspective on an 8-bit system that made it seem, which is why it's a classic, which is why the game is still selling for like 70 bucks in 2022. Uh, you know, a game from 1990 is selling for $70, which is wild. Yeah, yeah that is crazy. That's like that Super Mario 3 that's unopened, and I think that's like over yeah. a couple grand now. So, you know, you want, let me tell you something crazy. So, since we're on the topic of video games, this is a perfect time to kind of break out a quick little story. When I was like a le- maybe, uh, you know, uh, eight, nine years old, um, I, my dad had gotten in touch with somebody that had a bunch of NES games to sell. So, I got a bunch of them, right? I got, like, a limited edition Zelda, um, a cartridge that was all gold, right? Um, I, got, I got a cartridge from Japan that had 101 games on it, and it was completely unheard of. Somehow they met, the Japanese managed to stick all those games onto one cartridge, right? And what made it beautiful was the last option on that game cartridge was this game called Dream Mario, which is not even released in Japan fully. So Dream Mario was a version of Mario that was released. I lost the cartridge, man. When we moved from New Jersey, I lost that cartridge. Yeah, dude. I I lost that cartridge, and I'm kicking myself in the ass because it was an unmarked cartridge. It was just a gray cartridge that had had 101 games on it. Like It had Excite Bike. It had Paperboy. It had all the NES games you could possibly think of, you know, back in the day. And... It had this one game, Dream Mario, which, shit, man, I wish I still had the cartridge because it would probably would be – it was definitely a developer cartridge. It was someone that, that built it but, like, didn't, didn't advertise it to sell, really. So uh, just to let you guys know, uh, Josh said that uh, Super Mario 3 Unopened was worth a couple thousand dollars. Uh, PC Magazine actually said that uh, recently uh, a unopened Super Mario 3 um, broke the record for selling for $156,000. Jesus. Oh, it's only a few thousand dollars off. Wow. <laughs> I, I have three. I have two open versions of it. It's worth still worth something. Oh no, this is this is prestige condition. Like uh, there is nothing wrong with it. And yeah, uh, right. so video, video games how, how how video games work they they work just like uh like for Mike uh you know they work like collectors cards almost yeah. right yeah. they get graded they have to be in working condition so it has to be fully you know intact and you know that's what raises the value of of it and for video games when the seal is broken on your your actual box or even game for that matter. That's when immediately it's like driving the car off the lot and losing percentage off, you know, whatever it's it's worth. Seen some of those ones go for quite a bit, uh, depending on you know uh, what the game is. But it's it's crazy to me how uh, how uh, how much some of these games can be worth. I, I just feel like anything from like the eighties, seven like. Toys from back in the day are worth so much now that we had no clue about. Right. We had no, we had no idea. We had I think, no... Mike, me and you were walking around uh, at the, uh, you know, um, uh, we went to what uh, the, the flea market, right? So yeah. I was talking to, to, to somebody about this Godzilla toy that I had when I was a kid, and he was just like, yeah, that'd be worth like 300 bucks. <laughs> I was like, holy shit. I had no clue. No oh. clue. Only we knew. Um, that is 
all the time that we got, guys. Um, we should be back on Friday, but then w- there will be a little bit of a hiatus on the show. Um, well, just missing Monday, basically, because uh, I will be out on vacation, uh, unless you guys want to run with the show while I'm out, which is totally cool. Um, if somebody wants to take over hosting duties, uh, if not, then we will be back again on the following Friday. But uh, uh, it was a great show tonight. We went off the rails, but we got back on track. Uh, we will see you guys on Friday. So thanks for listening, everybody. Take care. Yeah,